We jumped the gun here. Yeah. Hi, everybody. You are listening to Other Than Dreams, and I am Lady Stars and Fire. And are you all set up then? Is this where we are and what we're doing? I'm still trying to find my rear end with the time it's got, apparently. <laughs> we're a little bit off tonight. I mean, apparently anybody, it goes with the day. <laughs> anybody got a gazette, have a gazetteer that might have the location of my rear end on it? Because if so, please contact me at hillhippie, H-I-L-L-H-I-P-P-I-E at fxbgpr.com because I need it really badly right about now. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a strange, strange week in general. And... We were having a couple of technical difficulties right before the show started, so... Right before? Well, with what he's doing. Right during? Yeah, like like right now. <laughs> but, so anyway, we're getting started on the show, and we're just going to work on it the best we can. <laughs> it's like life. It's a process where you're constantly working on yourselves, and that's what we're doing here. Yeah, pretty much. We're, we're, we're doing, yeah. We're trying to work on ourselves. <laughs> And not in a dirty way. <laughs> All right, so tonight we were going to be talking about the upper world. We've been talking about the uh, the lower world, the middle world, and now we're hitting the upper world. Yeah. But, yeah, because I didn't think it that, was going to move. That's a very slow scan. <laughs> yeah, we there, there's a situation with us making the video. Don't bore the listeners. To make typically try to do so anyway we're back give me let me get back to where i'm supposed to be and we're talking about the upper world tonight um like i said we were doing the upper world the lower world the middle world we went through all three of them for the most part or traveling the world tree if you want to see it that way now with that being said uh, as we come into the upper world in general, you still have to start off by traveling through the middle world. And the middle world has its different angles. Like I said, I was going through last week on last week's show and the week before. <clears throat> you want to make sure that you're going in the right direction and that you're doing all of the right information to get you to the upper world. And so... I'm saying that because the very first thing on my screen that happened to me on my screen when we started the show, and I figured I might as well stay with that, is sometimes, you, I mean, the upper world is considered to be like the place where you go to meet your teachers. Not my phone. Ah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's where you uh, go to meet your teachers. You can also meet guides and stuff there as well. But typically it's more of teachers of what you would think of someone you look up to or the gods in general. Uh, depending on how you are, you might look at it. Like, for me personally, when I go into the upper world, I speak to uh, either... My dragon also is of the upper world. Uh, I, I have a tree that I deal with that is of the upper world. And then I have specific guides that are there, which are animal guides as well. 
But typically, you go there to talk to your teachers and get guidance. So, I mean, you may, like, for me, I follow the uh, Egyptian mythology in some cases. So, like, I will go there and look for Thoth. Or... Thoth. Well, I've always pronounced it as Thoth. But, um... I may go there for for Thoth. Or I may go and get a Hindu god. I may even go in and come across the Apostle Paul. I mean, it just depends on what it is that is my teacher and I'm working with at the time. But as you're first learning to get there, you've got to travel through the middle world, just like you do, to get to the lower world. And you want to make sure that, you know, you're not getting yourself trapped in any of those middle world, fragmented worlds that uh, fall off, basically, that you can fall off into in those different areas. (laughs) So as we're moving into the upper world, I want to remind you, the upper world can be a dangerous place too. I mean, it is the wider universe, so to speak. It would be, you know, more planes of higher consciousness. It would be the heavens, so to speak. It is very easy to get, not lost, but in a fragmented world of theirs too and get yourself a little sidetracked and confused. So it can be easily easily dangerous for you to just wander off as if you was in a fragmented world in the middle world. So what I'm trying to get at is when you're going to the upper world, what is the idea that you're looking for? So that you know you get there. Just like I said, when you want to go into the lower world, you're traveling through the middle world, and then you start, for me, I make, when I go into meditation, for me, it's like the spiraling energy. We've had this conversation about going into the lower world, and it's somewhat like, um, it's somewhat like the idea of, for me, I, it's more of a meditation, and I see the spirals in, the, in, the, uh, in my eyes and whatnot, and I follow it, and I direct it downwards. Uh, some people want to use. Some people want to use the. Um, I'm sorry, I'm listening to those two. I know me too. <laughs> some people uh, want to take their direction, and instead of following the spiral, they're more like. They're more like uh, looking for like a tree trunk to go down. Or like an Alice in Wonderland kind of idea that they're going down the tunnel to get where they're trying to go. Now, it's a little different when you're spinning that direction upwardly. Because some people will want to be like using a ladder and going up into the clouds. Some people will look at it as taking, a, you know, like like a bird. Well, what was that? You, uh, I, I've heard... Uh, a hill hippie say the one time that you know a bird snatched him and took him he into the upper world well. and this was had to do with the energies of how he got there the time that he went because I think he's only been to the upper world once or twice that's correct and I am the exact opposite of hill hippie I typically would prefer to go to the upper world than the lower world and there's no reason for it other than that's the person I am. I want more, I want you to understand my teachers more. So for me, I I've, I tend to direct myself upwardly as much as I possibly can. I didn't know. Now, as you're trying to get into 
the idea, like I said, you're going into, you know, that meditation of whatever it is that's going to get you there. Maybe you want to meditate that you guys are on, you know, a a ladder taking you upwardly. Maybe you want to meditate that you are climbing a tree and you uh, like a really big oh, wow. tree and you're going all the way to the top of the tree and eventually you break through into the upper world. Maybe you want to imagine that, you know, a bird picked you up and carried you. I don't know. This is your meditation <coughs> that's getting you to the upper world. Yeah, and that's one thing I can speak of personally. Uh, <clears throat> and I think I've mentioned this on the show before. This is uh, the time that I went to the upper world for the first time. It wasn't because I was trying to go there. It was, I was told I was going there. I was going down the tunnel. You know, I'm seeing the concentric, uh, concentric rings as I'm journeying, journeying. And all of a sudden, I was grabbed by the ankles and yanked straight up out of the hole. And I entered this realm. And I, I keep saying this, and I was, I've been trying over the course of this week, knowing that we were going to be doing this episode, to find ways to describe what I saw. And I... I really, really can't without do without feeling like I'm doing it injustice. Uh, but <clears throat> when I was yanked out and deposited in this world, because uh, some of the aspects of shamanism that I've uh, studied includes Peruvian shamanism, where they've got the three animals that represent the three realms: the uh, the snake for the lower world, the uh, the jaguar for the middle world, and the condor for the upper world. And what I saw, <clears throat> again, just the way the spirit spoke to me was what had dragged me out of that hole and transported me to the upper world was a condor. See, and for you especially, that would make sense because, I mean, the and I mean you no disrespect, but the knowledge and the teaching that you've got is mainly from your books. Right. And so your book. I'm sorry. I'm looking over at EK, and all I see, I know you guys don't see a video or anything, but EK's working on some of the equipment, and I look across the room, and I just see this butt in the air, so I couldn't help myself. Oh, but you saw the butt, and you had to strike, huh? I was just like, there's a butt floating up in the air. Be careful, EK. She's going to want to peg you. <laughs> I was like, what in the world is going on now? So, okay, I apologize. Let me get back to where I was. But in, in the case of Hill Hippie, I mean, he gets a lot of his training from books where, you know, and, and he's, you know, learned in that form. He's, he's taken the knowledge from different books that he's read and, you know, it's incorporated into his head this way. So what I'm saying is, is for a condor to have snatched him and taken him, that makes sense because in the back of his mind from his reading, that already was there. That's already a program that has now been put in, whether he meant for it to be that way or not. I mean, he's already put the two of them together in his mind because of what he's read. So it makes sense. And spirit uses what you know to help communicate to you in a way that you will understand. Exactly. I mean, because for those of you who follow me with the videos and stuff, I'm, I'm constantly going on about the uh, spirit animals and whatnot. And I'm very big on the animals in general. So I get given animals in weird ways for this reason. But like I said, so as you're going into the upper world, there's no real right or wrong of how you're going to get there. I mean, you may want to use a ladder, like I said, uh, like this never-ending ladder, or like I, I guess it would be like Jacob's Ladder from the Bible, you know, that allows you to climb all the way up. Maybe you have a condor like Hill Hippie did. Maybe, you know, 
you're climbing all the way up the trees until you get there. I don't know what you want to do that's going to help you to get there, but that's you. Now, for me, again, I just follow the, follow the spirals in my eyes, and I start redirecting them. And again, what I've said in the middle world, and I mean, in the in the show we did before this one of the middle world, I was also speaking about how, you know, for me, if I think that the right thing for me to do is to direct my tunnel, so to speak, towards, you know, upwardly, because I'm thinking what I need to learn, what I need to get is from the upper world, that guidance that I'm going in for is for the upper world, then... I will go into that meditation with the intention of going to the upper world. But sometimes, I mean, and I, I, I'm saying that because this happened to me earlier today, which reminded me that this does happen. You know, I, I was going in with the intention of, I've had a lot of stuff going on with myself lately. So I was going to the upper world because I needed some guidance from my teachers. And I'm like, so let me go and help me understand what some of this stuff is and I'm directing my spiral upwardly and every time I direct it up they direct it back down and I direct it up and they direct it back down and I direct it up and it goes back down sometimes you know you might be trying to go to some place in your mind for all the right reasons but spirit will know the difference just understand if that's the case too that there's a reason why they're redirecting whatever it is that you're trying to do. But when you're getting go going into that middle world, you need to be, you know, in paying attention. I don't want you to, you know, just wander into the middle world without knowledge of how dangerous the middle world can be. That's why I was going through that. It's the same thing as running uh, into the wrong part of town and <laughs> not knowing that you're going there. You might not come out the same way. Right. I mean, you, you don't want to get bad information because not – there's not only compassionate spirits in the middle world. So, like I said, the idea is to direct your your tunnel, your your whatever it is, upwardly. But you should have the same kind of breakthrough that we have spoken about when we were going into the lower world. And for me, it's the same thing again. So, uh, that makes me wonder, what's the upper world like for you? That way our listeners can get an idea that maybe... You know, compare their own notes to, you know, what you see. Yeah, I mean, the upper world for me, okay, I come from a background originally, like like Hill Hippie was saying earlier. I mean, and like I was saying earlier, if it's in your head one way, it's easier for your head to accept it. Now, I came from the idea of thinking you're going to go to heaven, you know, originally. I... I I was not raised doing this. I rewoke up to, you know, my shamanism and my being a medium and all of that because, like I said, I was robbed at gunpoint. And after that, over the next, you know, couple years, I came into my gifts better and stronger and started moving forward into that direction. So when I went into the upper world for the first time, I had to break through into the water just like I do in the lower world. Now, the reason I say that, I'm going to explain to you what the upper world is like for me in just a minute, but the upper world can be anything. It doesn't have to be the way I see it or the way Hill Hippie sees it. It can be of, it can be of terrain. It can be of earth. It could be like walking in the clouds. I mean, 
it can be of many things. So there's not necessarily a right or wrong, but you will know if you've hit it if, when you're going upwardly according to the breakthrough. And I will give my description once uh, Lady Stars and Fires is done just as accurately as I can. Because, like I said, for me, it was one of the most profound journeys I've ever had because <clears throat> while I knew in my heart that it was real, it's what taught my brain it was real because what I saw is nothing I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, okay, see, I come from the idea of, you know, going to heaven and it's not necessarily the pearly gates, but, like, you know, the 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 world made of gold, you know, the beautiful world, basically, is is what I was get given. I mean, is the idea that my head already held, what would heaven be? And when I went, I came up through the water like I do in the lower world. For me, it's just water happens to be the way that I break through. Now, with that being said, when I broke through, I come up out of the water and what I see is it's actually more sand than it is golden. Because for me, I'm it's not even going back in time, but it's like a city. It's like the golden city that's a little bit ahead of me. You know, and I have to come out of the water so that I can walk up to it. But when I walk up to it, I'm noticing it's like, like I said, it's like a golden city. It's it's not quite right. I mean, it reminds me of like Egyptian places, but it also reminds me of, uh, what is the name of that place? Uh, 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 like where you have the, 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 Places that were made where, like, they chiseled the stone away. And Petra. Petra. It reminds me of, like, Petra where it all was engraved into the rock. It was all engraved into the sand, you know, and the stone itself. So it's it looks to me all beautiful and shiny and bright and gorgeous like it's a golden city. But it's not. It's actually made all of, you know, the gemstones and, and the stones that... I would say are of earth, but not exactly because, like I said, it's shaped like pyramids and 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 it's just a beautiful city of like everything that my mind could create that would bring it to life, but without it being something I read out of the Bible or some other crazy idea. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So when I first got there, that's what I came out of the water to seeing and... Then I saw the tree of life off to the side because the tree of life is another one of my guides. And when I'm not meant to get information from inside of the city, I go to the tree mm -hmm. and the tree redirects me. However, the tree does, which is very strange because when I deal with the tree, it actually becomes mechanical in some strange way for me when uh, like I like it will pull, pull a branch out and like I step onto the branch and it starts turning in mechanical ways and I become part of the tree and then all of a sudden I'm pushed back out of the branch wherever it is that the tree wants to take me so whether it's in the upper world or he's taking me up and down the worlds the tree moves itself in a mechanical strange ways Within those very worlds, but I know I can trust the tree to take me wherever it needs to because it is one of my guides. So the clockwork, the clockwork Osage. Yeah, it's the weirdest shit, man. It's 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 like stem punk funky weird shit, but with a tree. I don't know how else to put it. 
Steampunk. Got it. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know what I meant. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, so, I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, I, I, there's no right or wrong. There, Whatever it is that is what it's meant to be for you is what it will be. Like I said, it could be a walk in the clouds. It's, it's a bigger idea of the universe than... Even you can comprehend. It's a higher consciousness. It's it, it is the heavens. It is the wider universe. It's the different planes of consciousness. So depending on what your mind will or will not accept is what you will see. Right. So come on, tell me. <laughs> yeah. What did I see? Okay. <clears throat> so as I was uh, unceremoniously dropped by Condor. I, this is the, the breakthrough for me was hitting the ground. And I look up and that's when I see the Condor uh, almost hovering and fly off. And it was, you know, your most cliche thing ever because the sun rays were behind the Condor. So all I got was the dark silhouette of, the, of it as it was fly, flew overhead and I watched it go. And that's when I lowered my gaze <clears throat> and I was everywhere and nowhere at the same time. I oh. was not in a city. I was not in a forest. I was not in a glade. Yet I could have been in any one of those places at the same time. I, any, I felt like in, in order to travel, I didn't have to step. All I had to do was think, and I'd have been there instantly. The colorization was the most vivid, bright colors I've ever seen it was it was like technicolor on acid times 10 <laughs> it was <coughs> intense it was nuts it was vibrant it was oh wow and that's when I started noticing the shapes of things were different and the colorization and I, I, I hate using this phrase but it seemed like a cartoon world you were the in color. one of the fragmented worlds of the upper world. I know exactly where you are. Could have been. <laughs> Could have been. But, and I say cartoonish, and that's why I say I feel like I'm doing it no justice. I felt like I was in the presence of everything and nothing. Mm-hmm. And the I call it the cartoonishness, uh, cartoony because of the shapes of, uh, particularly the trees were like, you could, I could see the uh, the trunk, and then it was just like, okay, mushroom hunters. If you've ever seen a morel mushroom, the sh- that particular shape, it was very straight trunk, and then that shape of the top, but minus all the grooves and the honeycomb effect of it. And it was not in cartoonish in the sense that it looked like it was two-dimensional. It was very much three-dimensional. I could see no leaves. And I knew it needed no leaves, yet had leaves at the same time. It, it was, like I said, it's the weirdest experience I've ever had. And as I was looking around in the upper world, I didn't quote-unquote journey in the upper world because, like I said, I felt like I was everywhere all at once. So it was, all I did was bask in it. If there was messages given to me, I unfortunately missed them. I think the message was, you're spending too much time in the lower world. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of your hole, son. Go out and explore. <laughs> the universe is a vast place. <laughs> well, yeah. But uh, like I said, that was, for me, that was the most profound journey I've had because it was, like, like I said, it's what, the one that taught me that, you know, even though I, 
it's like with uh, you know being a Christian or being a uh, a Jew or being a um, Muslim or and seeing your seeing God and like Jesus showing up in your house waving at you and then disappearing. It, it was that type of experience for me is what cemented everything for me. It was that one moment. It was just, okay, I believed what I was doing. I had faith in what I've been doing, but now I've been given that, that blessed kiss, that could, gift. Could you say, I'm trying to connect what I've known to what you're saying to see if it would make any sense. Like you said, it was everything and nothing all at once. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, even though it was, like I said, it was everything and nothing. So couldn't it have been, if you want to see it that way, for somebody else's mindset, because it's not how your mindset is, but couldn't it have been like spending a moment with the creator? Oh, it's absolutely what it was. Exactly. Because, <clears throat> no, I've, <clears throat> excuse me, I've taken... Uh, uh, well, I've had meditations where I've been felt like I was connected with all aspects of the universe, and that was not the same as what I felt up there. I felt like I knew the answer to every question. I was every, I, everywhere and nowhere at once. And I, when I say that, I don't mean just in a particular place or time. In all places, in at all times. Yeah, like with, if you had a question, it would have came it was, to you like that. Like you would have known it. That, that's the thing. I had no questions. Me, my analytical mind, <laughs> had no questions. It was just, oh. And it wasn't because my mind was put at ease. It was just because it was all there. And when I dropped out of that one, when the drums called me back, it was a beautiful feeling. It's like, oh my God, that was just amazing. And then all of a sudden that connectedness started to fade. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had that, that before. See, for me, when, when I've entered into those fragmented places, and I've never meant to be there, but I've always welcomed them. But I guess that would be also where, you know, the idea of it could be dangerous because... You might get scared. I mean, I would find that is very comforting, uh, what I went through. But somebody else may be scared. Somebody else may take it in a scared way. Oh, so, good Lord. I, I want to apologize to anybody who watches this on <laughs> Patreon. EK has got just this o uber close-up view of me, and I'm, there's not much I can do besides lean back. <laughs> <laughs> He just looked at his face really fast. He was like, wow, I'm huge. <laughs> I hope my nose is clean. I don't see anything on the video. <laughs> but <clears throat> for me, I don't know. I think, I mean, I've had different things that I think have landed me in those different fragmented worlds, you know. And I'm sure that I had a guide with me, even though I didn't feel like I had a guide with me. I was just so in wonderment. Mm -hmm. so full of awe and in wonderment at the same time that, I mean, you could have been talking to me and I would have been like, I don't know who you are. You know, I'm an, in my own thing. And I remember, you know, I was pulled up like, like I was just snatched out of my body mm -hmm. and yanked up. But as I was being yanked up, it was like I saw me leaving me. Then I saw me leaving, you know, I, I saw me leaving the earth and everything as I went up. But as I was going up, 
Like, everything about everything was being explained to me. Like, I knew everything about everything, and I could understand, and it was completely in awe, and I was like, like, the eternal fire of oneness was all explained to me, and then I was thrown back in, and I was like, but, but, now I done forgot. Yeah. That, that was the part that sucks, because, like, like, Hill Hippie was saying, as you get back... If you're in that kind of fragmented area and not with an actual teacher and being able to sit down and learn that information, then it it comes so beautifully and it's it's such an awing thing. But then when you lose it, it's almost depressing. You're like Almost. I mean I mean you're like, I, I knew and I understood and everything made complete perfect sense and the world is freaking awesome and I don't understand none of it again now. Yeah, it was it was like being a crackhead, and, <laughs> and somebody offered you a strawberry crack. <coughs> it it was wonderful and delicious, and you can never have it again. What? No, no. And if you try to get back to that same spot, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, I have had those situations happen to me in different times. And when I've gone where an idea of what I think was the same kind of area of where you were, it's been the same way. I mean, like, I was just snatched and taken, and all of a sudden I could feel it going up, and, you know, the second and the third time I was more, okay, here we go. You know, more susceptible and ready for it mm-hmm. instead of... I wasn't in quite as much of awe because I knew to be ready uh. for it. I knew that I've been there. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to take from it and give it any discredit. It's just, this time I was ready. I was prepared. Okay, let me sink in that knowledge. All right, let's go. And I was good for it. You know, after the first time, you know, and, and that that's fine. But the problem with going into the upper world with no intention, other than learning it's real, is... You do lose it all. Mm-hmm. You don't get to keep it. And it, it is a good reminder. It's like what uh, I, I, I call, people call it the oneness. What uh, People call it the ties. Um, people call it the ties. I've heard a lot of people call it before. Some people call it uh, the oneness. Some people, for me, I call it the veins. Um <laughs> when you're in that all-ing place here in the real world and reality, and every once in a great while, hold that thought. Are we trying to scare our listeners or viewers? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm looking at the video. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole lot of nose to shove down people's face, uh, down people's eye holes, man. <laughs> it was like we're not trying to create Mount Everest here. <laughs> that's a little bit better. <laughs> Just look right up his nose. <laughs> But, okay. And now it's gone. Again? Yep. I said we were having a few technical difficulties with, you know, filming stuff. (sighs) So, just go on with it, and we'll have to work with that later. At least they can get the show. Yeah. But, um, what I'm trying to get at is, is when you go into the upper world without... You know, the intention and without going in with maybe a guide that will help you get there or going in and looking for a guide and and 
working with it in this sense. I mean, you want to you you would look for a guide the same way you would in the lower world if it's an animal guide. I mean, now the animal guides are not found as much in the upper world, but they are there. You know, just like I said, my tree of life is there. But I mean, the idea is more you're going in to speak to the teachers, to the elders, you know, those who you look up to. You know uh, that that got you there. That's like I said. You maybe want to speak to Egyptian <laughs> gods. You maybe want to speak to Hindu gods. Maybe it's the Norse North. I can't say it. Gods. The Norse. Yeah, it's just my mouth ain't working. Gods and maybe like like I said, for me, I get you know the Apostle Paul and different things too. So depending on where you're going or what you're after will be, you know, where your teachers are coming in. But if you've just gone in in a fragmented area and you've got that allness and you come back and you lose it. This is what I'm saying is, is here in this world, I don't know how many of you have had, you know, been blessed with seeing what they call the ties or what I call the veins or the oneness, um, where like you looking out and you're in an awing moment, like you're just in awe. And for whatever reason, it's like the best way of explaining it is like the matrix breaks for a minute. And you see the flow. Yeah, you see all the lines and everything where everything's connecting together and everything. And for me, it's always a very soft turquoise blue. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I call the flow. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Different people see it and call it in different ways. For me, I call it the veins. I'm like the veins where everything connects. And every once in a while, you get blessed with that. And you want to get that back. When that happens, it's it's a good feeling. You're you feel you feel good. You feel in awe. You you know, and it's trying to get that same feeling back. And you have trouble getting back to whatever it was that brought you to where it lifted itself. Is pretty much the same way you're feeling when you get dropped back down from the fragmented upper world. Mm -hmm. But when you're going into the upper world with intention, and you make the breakthrough. And you feel the breakthrough. Now, you could get guides, obviously. I mean, like animal guides, you know, if they're around or, or whatnot. And you, it would be the same idea. You wait for, uh, till you've seen it three times, you know, to know that they're actually there to help you. <clears throat> but this is the upper world, so you're definitely moving into a place that's still compassionate. But they're more there to help you with teaching you, to help you with guiding you, with helping you with healing for yourself as well as for others, as well as finding a better, a, a truer identity, like the authentic authenticity of who you are and the soul that you are. Help you break that down and find these things within yourself and work towards these healing. But this is also where... When you get up there, you start negotiating with your teachers, your gods, whatever it may be, as in to how is it that we do this kind of work? How is it that we understand this kind of teaching? What are we going to get from it? You know, and are, are you able to bring that back and use that like shamans do when they do healing? Because shamans aren't actually doing the healing. They're a channel. And... Sometimes it's the God or the teacher that is actually also doing the healing. Just like I said before, for me, when I do a lot of my healing, I'm actually doing it from the lower world. My teachers teach me more of soulful stuff because of the kind of work that I do. I get to the root of the, of, 
of soulfuling. And I call it soulfuling because when I see people, I also see their souls usually. And depending on the colors of them and the shapes and the designs of what's going on with the soul will also tell me kind of the distress that it's in. So when I'm working with healing, it's usually when I have to do like an, uh, uh, what 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 do we call it when we have to do an extraction and stuff or this would be more of something that I use the lower world animals for the snake goes in and does this kind of work but when I'm in the upper world the upper world is teaching me those teachers are teaching me how to understand that soulful healing the souling getting to understand what the soul is saying so that I know what to do and I can come back and ask the teacher for help or I could ask the teacher to help me you know what is it that's happened in the lower world when I was doing, you know, trying to go through the lower world or the middle world and find in the fragmented middle world when I'm trying to find, you know, fragmented soul parts to bring back. You go to the upper world to be taught what in the world you're looking for and how to understand it and how to know it and how to bring that healing back. Now, don't get me wrong, those gods, those teachers are quite capable of using you as that channel to bring the healing, but they also don't need you. They can bring that healing without without you in general. They are able to reach past you and do it, but they can come through you just like your guides of the lower world can. Mm-hmm. Is, is what I'm trying to get at. So that energy, that healing, it does take its different tolls. And when you are doing healing energy, and even when it's just on yourself, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I mean, even shamans, I mean, we, we want to help people, obviously, but sometimes, like what I've been getting in my life personally for the last little bit was I'm being told, not to not help people, but I'm being told that I needed some of my own help and I needed to help me before I worried about helping them. And because I couldn't do a better job for them until some of my own things were critiqued and fixed. So sometimes you have to do that, you know. And sometimes the work that they're teaching you can be just as emotionally exhausting as, you know, if you were out in the physical world, you know, doing a hard work yourself. So, it and that's because the roots that you're going to go through, the depths that they go through, we're trying to get into your identity and help you understand it. I mean, and you may be going back and forth from, like, your true self in the middle world when you found your safe spot up to your higher self, you know, talking to your teachers, and they're helping you understand what you haven't healed and sending you back to your true self, which is still telling you, no, you haven't become you. And then you're going to go back down to the lower world. So, I mean, you might be traveling all through the world tree for different reasons. And that itself can be exhausting, especially when you're just doing the work for yourself. Because you already have to have some form of skill and stability and strength in order to be able to do this work for someone else. So from time to time, like I said, in my own case, I was being told, no, just like this week, I didn't put out the healing messages. They, they, it was not going to happen. And that's because I had specific work that I was doing on my own self, you know, with grief and stuff that I've been working through. Do you have any questions specifically about the upper world? Nope. No. Um, because, like I said, there are so many different things. Let me switch my page over here and see what else I could come up with. You know, 
Is there anything else that I have? I know you only uh, I only have like two minutes left. But I'm trying to validate before I do turn it over to you if there's anything else I want to throw out there. So I'm double checking really, really fast. But I think for the most part, we pretty much have really gotten into and covered a lot of that information. I mean... Like I said, your biggest thing is is if you're going into the upper world, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about, but if you're going into the upper world, you really want, you don't, you don't, I mean, it's a wonderful thing to go up and hit in the fragmented worlds and get the all-ing, but it sucks when you come back and you lose it. Right. And once you got in a, once you've established a relationship with teachers, they're going to help you learn of everything that you would learn in that all in on a much smaller uh, uh, that is so big that your brain can't comprehend it and keep it this is why you lose it right so when you go in smaller fragments they break it down into dumb dumb form so that we can understand it and bring it back and actually apply it to our life and this oh is part of okay we we got to break it down for you know dumb fleshbag terms yeah let's do that <laughs> it basically i mean i don't mean to put us down but i mean it's become like i said it's it's the bigger world of all that it cuz it actually flips itself over and starts all over again well there's no possible way that we can retain all of it because it's we are part of it and it's all and everything and we can't contain everything we not we are not the universe ourselves therefore we cannot retain all the information of the universe inside of our feeble little minds exactly but you can always connect to the eternal flame that the upper world has to offer. So is that burning an eternal flame? That is an eternal flame. I think she Shut missed. up. You know what? You know what? Go to Solar Haim. Haim? <laughs> I always, you know, I just learn, you know what? I, I just talk whatever language I talk. Fair enough. <laughs> well, Solar Haim. Hey. You and your half, I just make up shit. You and your half northern, half southern accent. <laughs> it is what it is. <clears throat> okay, uh, Solar Ham. Uh, we've got two things to talk about here. Uh, number one, we're released on April sixth. Uh, a joint NOAA and NASA co-chaired international panel to forecast Solar Cycle twenty five just released a prelim uh, preliminary forecast for the upcoming sun uh, sunspot cycle, and they expected to be much like Cycle twenty four. The next cycle peak is protected, uh, predicted to be between 2023 and 2026. If you want more information on that forecast and see a breakdown of the graph of how they believe it's going to play out, uh, you tune into Solar Ham and you can find that article there. Also, newly active region 2738, uh, which was once part of, part of 2736, which released C-class flares last month, Continues to rotate back into you from the eastern, uh, I believe that's right, from the, uh, yeah, from the eastern limb of the sun. And it's rota uh, rotated back into view uh, yesterday. And it appears to be only producing a very minor uh, B-class flares. Uh, we will get a better look at it uh, in what remains of the active region from 2736 as it um, <coughs> moves more in the next day or two, so today and tomorrow. There is a possibility of an isolated C-class flare that is possible. If you would like for more information to see if a C-class flare does uh, is produced by 2738, uh, tune into uh, solarham.com to stay on top of your solar weather. All righty, everybody.
Uh, I've had a lot of people that were asking me about the astrology this week. And like I said, I normally do the weekly healing messages, but that just was not happening. So I am going to give you as much of the astrology as I can until we run out of time. I'm going to work my mm -hmm. way into from what spirit gave me back to what everybody else is talking about. Because most people who you follow that do astrology are not going to be talking about any of what I'm talking about right now. But this would be like the hidden secrets the spirit is pointing me towards. And this more or less is originally for April 9th through the 15th. But what I'm about to speak about is kind of, you know, a little bit more than just this next week and a half. Uh, I was told once a long, long time ago that before you can truly start to evolve, you have to get clearance from the moon. The moon is our emotional waters. It is, you know, our emotional depths. And that makes so much sense. And the reason I'm saying that is because what I'm about to speak about is a lot like that, but on a deeper level. Because before you can get out past the moon and you get clearance to work with the moon to evolve even deeper and become a more higher vibrational being, you have more crap to clear out, more or less. Now, this week, yes, Jupiter is going retrograde. And it's the one thing that I'm talking about that everybody else is going to be talking about. But remember, I've been saying you also have Saturn and Pluto that are in shadow, as well as Mercury is just coming out of shadow. And I did say that around the 10th, you should be feeling more like you're coming full circle, or at least by the time the full moon hits. This is true. You should be feeling like you're coming out of this Pisces season. And the Pisces season in general, I've been saying, you know, could be, depending on where you are on your spiritual path, there's no right or wrong. But you could be feeling like you're, you know, you've been walking in the waves and critiquing your life and your energy and your vibration or you feel kind of like you've had a tsunami flown at thrown at you and you've got a whole ton to work through that had to do with what you were going through with during pisces season now pisces season pretty much is over we're entering aries season which is a beginning but the guardians of the pole kind of go i think not the Guardians of the Pole kind of gives you the idea of what I said right in the beginning when I said you have to get clearance from the moon before you can move on. Well, the Guardians of the Pole are uh, technically it's three stars that would be in the center of the dragon or on the corner of the dragon's tail, more or less. It, it the way that it happens to be in the constellations. It is considered to be another portal for helping you to evolve and move forward. But they would be coming out from the dragon itself of that constellation. The Polaris Star and Kokub are two of the stars that make up the Guardians of the Pole. There is another one, but every time I try to connect it to things, it just doesn't seem to be connecting, so I typically don't talk about that star as much. But the Polaris Star is also what we would look at today as the North Star. Now, the energy of these two stars is massive. They come with an energy that is like double of the sun. So this is double illumination with a creative energy to it, as well as it also has that Venus energy and Saturn energy. So you're taking rules, walls, and boundaries. You're adding extra sensitivity to the rules, walls, and boundaries and deciding if they're in the right place if you need to renegotiate these rules, walls, and boundaries, and what are your sensitivities to this? And Venus is not just 
you know, your sensitivity. It, it's your sensitivities to your emotional, your spiritual, your physical world in general. And we're illuminating it with double illumination and extra creative energy. This is both being found in Kokub and the Polaris Star, these energies are coming from. One is in Gemini and one is in in Leo. So Kokub is basically in Leo with this energy and is being magnified by Leo's energy, which is just a even more fixed, creative, fire energy. So it, it's adding even more of an emphasis behind it and is driving a fixed, I have to have, I've got, I've got to make it through. I've got to see right down... You know, it's like the deer in the headlight. I'm only looking this direction, and we're only going to be fascinated with this right now, is what you're getting out of Kokub with this energy. But with Polaris Star, which is also the North Star, and we're taking this energy, it's in Gemini. Gemini is Jekyll and Hyde. So you're kind of getting your own face off. Now, what's also in Gemini right now is Mars and Juno. Mars is your inner warrior, your inner SWAT team, SWAT team, backed up by Juno, which is sacrifice and commitment. And all of this is talking to the double illumination, extra sensitivity about those rules, walls, and boundaries. So you're facing yourself off about everything that you're still lying to yourself about. Everything you won't honestly change, basically. And the Guardians of the Pole are not going to let you evolve. They're going to smack you back down if you're not being truthfully forthcoming with yourself. Now, this energy is positive in the sense of it is speaking to uh, the sun, which is bringing another illumination to the illumination. Like I said, this is a face-off of yourself facing your... It's your inner warrior kicking your ass. In a form, your inner warrior is kicking your ass because it knows the difference and it knows the, the sacrifice and commitment you need to make that you're not telling yourself the truth about. So it's forcing you to see it. Now, this energy also is speaking to Libra. Here's your key. I've been saying for a long time, relationships are taking new shifts. Libra is where relationships are in that universal seventh house. This is also a positive energy, but it's being backed up by Haumea and, Pal and Pallas. Pallas is Athena, the warrior goddess. She is the goddess of strategic thinking. Haumea is your collective consciousness. So within this relationship where you're facing yourself off, your inner warrior is whipping your ass, it's telling you there are people in your life that you need to have in your life, and there are people in your life that you need to get rid of. Because we are talking about relationships. And you only know which ones they truly are. Because this is your life. Okay? they You know <coughs> the people that have helped you evolve. The people that are there for you. The people that unconditionally love you. You also know the ones that lie to you. And take advantage of you. And hurt you. This all has to do with evolving. And if they're not there for your best interest. This is a warning for you more or less. Because this energy is not getting along with Pisces. It's not getting along with anything that's coming out of Pisces right now. And Pisces has Venus, Neptune, and Mercury in it. So it's still that universal 12th house talking to you about what you're still in denial about. What you still want to make believe was good when you know damn well it wasn't. And Venus is going to be oversensitive about it. Venus is going to be talking to Mercury as it's coming out of this shadow. And it's still in your, in your 
in your in the twelfth house. It's talking to you about the secrets, the denials, the what's dormant from within inside, and it's also not getting along with Sagittarius, Jupiter, which is just going to be going retrograde tomorrow. Now, this is a good thing, people. Retrograde for Jupiter being it will slow down the energy a lot, but. Over the last two weeks, you might have had some, you know, incoming energy from Jupiter while it was in shadow because its it its energy is more or less um, in Sagittarius. It speaks to your higher self, and in shadow, it was talking to you about things that you were not doing well for yourself, and it might have been hitting you a little bit under the belt. You know, because it's it was in shadow. It was looking at those darker aspects. With it going into retrograde and having this conversation with the guardians of the pole, it's not going to be beating up on you so hard anymore. It's going to be trying to help you with it now turn inwardly, help you start seeing why it's not working for you, why those things of your authentic self you haven't connected to, where you've lost the way, where you've given your power away, and why you've given your power away so that you can reclaim it. So it's helping you get connected to your soul on a much higher frequency while it's in retrograde, and it will help you know, return everything around so by the time it comes out of retrograde, you can actually start to move that energy forward. You are bringing that energy into you right now. But like I said, you are definitely still going to be seeing an inner warrior fighting yourself. But like I said, this is actually a good thing. But the hardest part about this is remembering Saturn and Pluto are still coupled up in Capricorn and they're in shadow about to go retrograde. And until they both go retrograde, they are going to be hitting you beneath the belt as well. Because you're talking about your rules, walls, and boundaries in general, which is also what Co-Cub is going to be hitting you with. You know, and it's hitting you under, you know, with... This is what Spirit gives me. Spirit gives me, you know, like ideas of things that are still standing such as like the pyramids you know how long ago were these things built and they still stand you know and you're looking at these statues from you know over there and they're still standing tall the idea that spirit gives me is you don't want to play the short game you want the long game you want the long game right now do you want do you want to have something that is standing and has a good foundation that you can build upon for lifetimes or do you want to just take the fast way and watch things go to shit all over again because you never really learn the lesson this is about making things last lifetimes so this is why these energies are hitting you so hard right now because this isn't just a normal retrograde season you're really coming into moving us out of a darker season and out of like the middle ages again we're moving more towards you know the golden ages again but we have to start here with with moving us in that proper direction like i said the guardians of the pole are going to be making it difficult but you do have you know some very good things going on this week you also have the sun which is trining jupiter so this is a fire energy coming in that's going to help 
energize everything. It's going to illuminate it and help you to find your authentic self within. Then you also have Chiron and Vista, which is also um, sextiling Mars. So your inner warrior is dealing with your wounded healer in a positive way. Your inner warrior is trying to back up what you need to move forward. So there are positive things coming in. You do have a grand fire trine that is coming in on the 14th as well. And it is the moon, it is the sun, and it is Jupiter. So it is your inner and outer world speaking to all of the fire signs. It's going to be speaking in Aries, in Sagittarius, as well as in Leo, and Cocub will be in that energy. So it's, it's like I said, you are being given fire for motivation to move you in the right direction this week. The question is, will you? Because it's been very easy for us to... Just be comfortable in the uncomfortable because we've decided that it's easier than change. You do need to ground yourself this week and try to move into the new direction. Spirit does say that when you are given promptings, you should take them and move forward. With that being said, I love you all and I hope that you have a wonderful week and we'll catch you next week. May all your journeys be safe ones. Bye. Bye-bye. so quick. He's like, well, I got it. Come now, my darling. Let's step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred.